0: the house across the street from me is a vacation home, not an Airbnb, but someone's actual second home. They don't use it too much. They're here on the weekends occasionally. They just started receiving the New York Times on Sunday. They don't appear to be here for the weekend. So my question is, how long do I have to wait before I happily recycle that for them? In the world of news, um, I think by the end of the day, if they haven't grabbed it, you're allowed to grab that paper because really, the next day, that is uh, obsolete information. Unless it's the Sunday, New York Times. And then I think maybe you gotta give them a full 24 hours just because it's a special day. It was the Sunday, New York Times, and it was gone before a full 24 hours had come by. In fact, the recycling man didn't even get a chance to pick it up. Some other news scavenger had grabbed it first. Hey, I'm Josh, and this is the Monday edition of Joshing Around. On today's show, I want to talk about how my dog has just started drinking out of the toilet, talk about the strain of the week, and maybe we'll get into all of the cars I've had. Stay tuned for a great week and a great show, as we all start Joshing Around. It's a rainy day in Florida, and I'll tell you, I don't mind getting soaked. I don't mind when it's pouring, and I'm just drenched. All my clothes are wet. What I do not like is when one tiny drop of water hits just the crown of my head, whether I'm walking under a roof, an overhanging portico, and just bloop. Oh, it hits me right there, and then just somehow finds its way down my scalp and onto my neck. (sighs) Hey Josh, and Ron, it's Artist Hefe. I, it's Motivational Monday on my show. I was wondering if you can call in um, and give us some motivation. I know it's rainy there where you are, so uh, hopefully you can give us some motivation and be some motivation to people who are listening to your station as well. All right, be blessed. Hope to hear from you soon. Artist Hefe, thanks for your call. I want you to know I'm motivated on a Monday. I'm at my desk, I've got my mojo up, I've already called 95 people, spoke to 15 of them wondering when they plan on moving, found one well-qualified lead, so we're off to a great start, and I will call into your show and offer this same advice. One quick tip for self-actualization is to make your passwords your goals and affirmations, whether your goal is to sell 50 homes this year, go for a run, or something simple like don't say bye-bye, which is actually one of my goals for the year. Just make it your password, and then you have to see it, say it, a few times each day or week. Glad I can help. Ooh, let's get existential with that thought for a second. Goals are our passwords. Passwords to a better life. I don't know if I'm quoting the secret or not because I bought it and didn't read it. With all the automation and self-driving cars, we seem to be moving away from the American car culture of the last century. It was near and dear to my heart, starting at 16 when I was given the keys to that 1980 Monte Carlo. I loved the freedom of the open road. After I drove that car into the ground, nothing but rust and dust, I got a 1979 Chrysler Cordoba. I only drove that for a few weeks before it got totaled when another driver decided that their red light wasn't going to turn green and they should just go. I used the insurance money for that to buy a Dodge 500 convertible. It was another 1980-something car. It looked like a small Chrysler LeBaron, and it was a piece of shit. I'll never buy another convertible, and I can tell you why over and over again, but not today. The best story from this car, though, comes on Christmas Day, 1997, when I sold it for a dollar in the middle of Georgia. Shortly thereafter, I got a 1985 Buick Riviera, the loudest horn I've ever had. In fact, it was so loud that I accidentally beeped it one time And somebody fell out of a wheelchair. Yeah, not my proudest moment. From there, I finally came into somewhat of the future. A 1999 Hyundai Elantra is what I was driving in 2000, 2001 maybe. Traded that in for a 1998 BMW 328. And the guys at the car lot thought it was hilarious that this young salesman was trading in a Hyundai for a BMW. Way to go, buddy. Traded that BMW in for another one, a 2001 BMW 530. I thought I needed a nice classy 5 Series because I was late in my 20s. Felt like I was getting older at the time. Nothing like feeling older until you trade in your BMW for a 2006 Honda Odyssey. Beep, beep, that's me on the wheels today driving a 12-year-old minivan, taking the kids here, there, and everywhere. Yep. Hey, BMW, I'll see you soon do you have a favorite car that's great keep it to yourself i want to hear about your worst car which one left you on the side of the road which one did you not want to be seen with in public and which car would you never ever buy under any circumstances again give me a call let's hear more all right now it is time for strain of the week not brought to you by anybody but i do use leafly.com for all of my information Strain of the Week is GSC, formerly known as Girl Scout Cookies. They probably changed the name because they knew what they were doing was wrong. This is a hybrid of OG Kush and Durbin Poison, a sativa-heavy hybrid. So far, so good. My favorite review right at the top comes from Kim Davis 3 It's a little old, but she says, For me, mostly a head high. Makes me talkative, happy, goofy, and generally in good spirits. I could still focus on tasks as long as they weren't too complicated. Kim, that goes for me too. I don't like complicated tasks. It doesn't matter what I'm on. With that in mind, the actual Girl Scout cookie season is upon us. Mm, Girl Scout cookies, Thin Mints, Peanut Butter Patties, Lemonades, Thanks A Lots, Caramel Delights, a.k.a. Samoas, Peanut Butter Sandwiches, even Gluten Free Trios. Do you have a favorite? We should have a link available next week to have Girl Scout cookies sent straight to your door. Not GSC, mind you. We're not that type of show. Yet. So it happened early in the morning. The baby saw it firsthand. The dog, who's not used to doing this, not known to anyways, went right up to the toilet and just started lapping it up. Problem being, we would taught the boy to not flush the toilet in the night so as to not wake the baby. So she probably got a tangy taste in her mouth. Sorry, dog. Well, it seems you can teach old dogs new tricks. I only wish I didn't know anything about it. So that's great. We've had a productive day. We said what we were going to tell you. We told you. Now we're telling you. We told you, right? That's what they teach in public speaking, in case you're ever going to take a class. You've graduated. Congratulations. Yeah. That's it. We talked about strains. We talked about my cars. The dog drank out. We don't need to go through that again. We had a call in. Artist Hefe, thanks for the motivation. Smooth Bear, keep it up. And I'll see you guys next time when, you know, that stuff.